Welcome to Talk That Shit Podcast, where culture intersects with sports, politics, entertainment, and lifestyle. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Talk That Shit Podcast. It's your boy Freeze, in here with my homegirl, Dandris. What's going on with you? I'm happy to be alive, Freeze. How are you? Uh, I feel the exact same way. Can't complain. It's 2023. Ain't got my other partner in the house, G-Kai. What's going on with you, brother? Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs> All right. That's right. <laughs> uh, Happy yeah, New Year, great. Dandridge. <laughs> Happy New Year to everyone except Gerald. See? <laughs> People, I started out the New Year by saying Happy New Year to Dandridge specifically. I tried to bury the hatchet. However, some things just never change. So I guess we're going into the new year the same way, like the Hatfields and McCoys. <laughs> no, this 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 like Ukraine. I'm like Vlad, like you're like Putin, and I'm yeah. like, but you're like such a bully. You're full wow. out. Yeah, I'm Zelensky. I'm Zelensky. <laughs> yeah, you Zelensky, all right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, oh, y'all feuding worse than the uh the Democrats and the oh man, y'all dem- y'all feuding worse than the Republicans. Skip the Democrats. <laughs> Nobody is feuding more more than those idiots. <laughs> right? They not playing around. McCarthy can't get uh can't get elected. Man, what's up with that? <laughs> so apparently, so for context, the Republicans have control right of this mm-hmm. chamber. And like any other time when you have control, you pick a speaker of the house, right? Nancy Pelosi reigned as speaker of the house for many, many years. And is Kevin McCarthy, they're on their, is it seventh or eighth vote? Eighth. Eighth. They're on their eighth vote because, and he cannot get enough votes to be able to win his speaker of the house. And Mm -hmm. I think it's because, or allegedly it's because that's what they're that those that are defecting from the vote is that he was so aligned with Trump. And mm-hmm. basically the midterms was a referendum against Trump that Trumpism is no longer selling, you know, seats anymore. No one is interested in Trump mm-hmm. and he cannot get enough votes. And it's turning into a full out shit show. Yeah. But, I don't understand. But now Dandridge, isn't it now? T- let me ask you a question. Cause I thought it was more, it, it's more of the people that are actually far right, the like far right Trump people who are actually not voting for him, like the Marjorie Taylor Greens and the uh, what's her name Gats, like they are they were staunch Trump supporters and they are the ones who are not voting for him because they want him to do some things that are like way out of line. Like for instance, Gats wants him to automatically make him the chair of a certain committee. They want him to automatically. Uh, or not automatically. They want him to to agree that he won't increase the debt ceiling, like things of that nature. Like, and that's the only way that he'll get their votes. So it's not really the um. At least that's my understanding. I could be wrong. It's well, not. It could be. Yeah. It's, 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 it's supposedly the people who are like it's twenty people, twenty individuals who are on the far right, who are like you know who are conspiracy theorists who don't believe the election was you know was real and it was rigged and that. Joe Biden's family has a computer full of mass secrets. They believe all that shit. Supposedly those are the ones, <clears throat> excuse me, who are holding all of this up because they won't they they want to get specific um specific deals or things from him right now. Otherwise they won't vote for him. That's that's my it understanding. I thought it was the opposite Trump, way because Trump no. uh, Trump endorsed him. He, he endorsed him today because they were trying to get him to endorse him because they thought it would sway those individuals because they have mm-hmm. they are Trump followers, but they personally do not like him. So they like, we do not give a fuck what you're talking about, Donald Trump, because <laughs> one, you're not in office right now, and yeah, we follow you, but no, nah, this is our opportunity to take power, and you might not get back in, but we are in, so yeah, we hear you, but no. Yeah. I don't know. I heard one senator said... If you're talking about draining the swamp, then it's going to start with him. So I thought that I thought that with people that were against Donald Trump, that was voting against him too. No, so no, no. Be, yeah, 
It's not. It's not. I can tell you that for a fact. It's not. Because like I said, Marjorie Taylor Greens of the world, she's a yeah. staunch Trump supporter. Gats is a staunch Trump supporter. So I read something that said, hey, when you, you, you know you in you know you're in trouble when Donald Trump makes a statement and Gats, who like really follows him to the T, is like, I don't give a damn what Donald Trump got to say. I'm still not voting for him. Yeah. So So what happens? They just because they have to have one, right? Constitutionally, right. they have to have one. So as I understand, this is this hasn't happened in I guess a hundred years. So there is no clear precedent for how we navigate this. So they just have to keep voting until they can sway and whip the votes accordingly. They, or yeah, but he or, have to he have to withdraw formally. Right, right. Or he has to withdraw and they'll put somebody else up. I mean, Gats also said, hey. I don't give a damn if they put Hakeem Jeffries up, who was the minority leader because of the Democrats. But right isn't now. he also a Democrat? That's correct. That's what right. I said. He's the minority leader of the Democrats. But he's they yeah. they are basically saying, I vote for Hakeem Jeffries to be the Speaker of the House first before I will vote for McCarthy. Wow. Which is which is unheard of. <laughs> right. Here's what's surprising to me about this, because for as really strategic and intentional as the Republican Party has been, because irrespective of how you feel about their politics, the Republican Party, they're uniformed. We put kids Usually. in cages. Everybody is everybody kid gonna be in a cage. We shipping migrants to Kamala Harris's Vice President Kamala Harris's house. Everybody's on board with us shipping migrants to the house. We flipping over platoons and boats coming from Cuba. Everybody's on board with the boats being flipped over. We denying COVID. Everybody's on board with like, it's, it's <laughs> uniform, right? We yeah, usually. from China. Everybody's mm -hmm. on board with it. And you'll have a defector, you know, here or there, right? A Liz mm -hmm. Cheney. And then you see what happens to, to them. But this is really surprising to me that, they let this happen publicly. This is one of those things mm -hmm. where they usually, they deal with it. It's like we're gonna deal with this behind closed doors, but we're not gonna let the you know the, the public see us fraction like this. Mm -hmm. I'm so surprised that it has fallen the way that it has, and it doesn't seem like they where's where's McConnell? Where is he at? Well, he's not in that chamber. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's right. Yeah, but yeah. you would still think he has sway. He has to yeah. have sway. Well, he said something. He endorsed him as well, and like yes, I said, but you got to, but, yep. but you, but you have to remember that these individuals who are on this on the far right, way on the far right, like this, they don't give a damn about Mitch McConnell either. Mm. And yeah. that's and that's what we're seeing. But the part that's unprecedented to me is the fact that like they would they said that because somebody was like what the Republicans could do, what it was on CNN, they were like, what the Republicans could do is try to call their bluff by saying, okay, it's either us or Hakeem Jeffries. But since Gat said, hell, I'd vote for Jeffries first, that kind of, that mess, they like, yeah, that'd be kind of <laughs> tough. Like, you you know, you could try to call their bluff, but you might not, you might be screwed. They, mm -hmm. what they're basically angling for is for him to step down. Now, the, the, mm -hmm. it wouldn't probably be that big a deal, but, Basically, McCarthy has been angling to be the Speaker of the House for like 18 years or something like for that. Sure. I, may, yeah. I may be I may be off, but like so this was like this is this is essentially his dream job and this is his yeah. opportunity to get his dream job. So he doesn't want to give up the opportunity to get his dream job, even if it stalls out <laughs> Congress and the House and so on in the Senate. And I mean, I mean, what well, Congress, I guess. Say, but even if it stalls everything out, it, it's just it's interesting because. They can't get to doing any type of business. All this stuff that they want to do, like Hunter Biden's laptop mm -hmm. and, you know, uh, impeach Joe Biden. They can't get to any of that until they get to. Well, they the can't even the hire staff. Right. Like they can't do anything. They're essentially. That's the other thing about the government and the way that these laws go into place. Everything else can get shut down. Right. For the working people. So staff can't get hired. People can't get paid. Yet every time there's a loophole that allows Congress to continue to get their their pay, to continue to get their salary. So there is no impact, as I understand, to them, except for their staffers are not able to be paid. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I mean, there's I guess I'm what like 
yeah, I guess it's his dream job, so he's not going to give up. Like, but this is so surprising to me that they're they're faltering like this publicly because they're like a mafia. You you don't see it. You whatever mm-hmm. the message is, they're all on messages, all on point. This is so surprising to me. Yeah, 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 man. I just saw something where Gat- <laughs> Matt Gatz is accusing Kevin McCarthy of squatting in the speaker's office. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Damn. Hey, he says he's demanding he's demanding answers from the architect of the Capitol because he has not been elected to speaker. So why is he wow. squatting in the speaker's office? Like Dang. they really do not like this motherfucker. So like at this all. Feels very personal. No, and yeah. that's what they were saying. They were saying that th- like the issue, the reason they don't necessarily think that they're gonna be able to get past it is the issue is not about politics is personal in nature and it's like mm-hmm. 20 it's 20 people for 20 i mean actually the vote went yeah. up in so the first three like, votes 19 people voted against him and then in the last right. like two it was 20 so he lost yep. he, he he losing, losing votes what? not gaining right. they must have blindsided him with this because i can't imagine he mm-hmm. maybe he did but i'm just i can't imagine that he knew going in he had 20 um Oppositionists, yeah, (laughs) twenty oppositionists that were not going because he needs he needs their votes, right? He needs two hundred and eighteen votes. If you lose twenty, you out the game. (laughs) They had to have been like, "Yep, this is great. We can't wait." And got on the floor and was like, "Yeah, no." Well, he had he so they knew going in that they had they what they call it is they had five hardline never Kevin <laughs> voters. <Right>. Wow. <laughs> Which was him, Marjorie Taylor Green, and I think uh I think the the uh congressman from Ohio, if I'm not mistaken. But it's like five mm. of them. And he needed and he needed it to be four, I think if I'm not mm. mistaken, for him to, to to assume for him to have enough votes to to assume the uh position. But it has it has grown. He but they always said they I I knew they knew he was gonna have some issues, but they thought that he would be able to to massage them enough to the point where they would, you know, acquiesce and, and everybody would agree and they would agree for the greater good of the party. But yeah, don't look like that's gonna happen. That a former speaker of the house, former Republican speaker of the house, and uh who who didn't give his name. He said he basically said, and you can figure it out because it's only been a you know couple, but still, he was like, "You can't, you can't um, negotiate with people who don't want to negotiate with you." He was like, basically, he basically like they trying to negotiate with him, but they just don't like him. They don't want him well, to get it. Period. Right. <laughs> so no, no amount of negotiations are going to work. Basically, is what he's saying. So then they'll do this in perpetuity or at some point do we call it um i, I was trying to figure out this is the first time multiple votes have happened in a hundred years though i just read that i was i'm looking at now what's gonna yeah, happen it's a hundred years this has not happened and i think that time it was only two or three yeah right exactly <laughs> exactly we on eight did you say gerald eight yeah, votes yes yes yeah. they had six it was six so i guess they, my- they adjourned they adjourned earlier today and it was at six and then they well, what, got okay, back together the, at eight o'clock, and he still is getting those. So, what is happening? Like, if you're in negotiations, right? What is happening in the interim between the votes? I, there has to be some type of whipping of the votes to where he's at least saying, "Okay, maybe I got one or two more people to call the vote again." Why you keep calling for the vote, and you ain't got the vote? Yeah. Now I don't know how that works. I think you, they just yeah. have to vote every so, or like maybe they vote every couple of hours or every forty-five minutes. I don't know how that. Well, you know, I don't know how the sessions work, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's just really interesting because they they have always been in lockstep with like you know, like you said, from a Republican perspective, they've always been in lockstep about we got to get this done and this is our pathway to do it. And once we get control, like. The part that's really embarrassing was they thought this was going to be this huge red wave, right? And if it had been a and if it had been a red wave, then these five or nineteen people, it wouldn't even matter. They would have been like, "Cool." And I think that's really what they were banking on. And that yeah, but that was all a marketing ploy. Well, no, but I'm still on it too. Yeah, right, right. I'm just still saying. I think that 
he knew he was going to have some opposition, but he thought that they would have the numbers would be so they would have the majority a lot more than what they do. So therefore, the majority would cancel out that that slim minority that didn't want him. But they miscalculated clearly, as we can see. So, I mean, I, I and I don't mean any disrespect. So I don't want anyone listening because I understand we're international now. Right, so I, right. I don't. I don't want any. I don't want anybody to take this as disrespectful. But I bet the fuck Beirut can figure out shit better than we are over here. <laughs> and and like literally, like what the hell? So let me ask you a question real quick, Dandridge. If before you say something, if you say I mean no disrespect, is that the same <laughs> as saying some of my best friends are black? <laughs> no, it's, so it's really not that at all. I'm just it's asking because typically some of my best friends are black. <laughs> when you then said some borderline or did some borderline racist shit or some racial tropes. Well, no, this, I'm saying, but you can say no, you can, but no, but this uh-huh. was to say actually it's a shot against the United States. It was really to say that. Even third world countries that lack industrialization and lack sort of the bells and whistles of this first world amenities can mm. figure shit out and do things on scale in a way that we can, because we're such a polarized nation in a way that we just can't. And this is completely off a tangent, but it came out in that COVID. Remember they did the report on COVID mm. and it showed like nation, well, worldwide, Africa. Right. Africa, Mm -hmm. the country that is probably least resource, had the best response to COVID. It was the most uniform, best response to COVID. And it's like we're sitting over here with billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars, billions and billions and billions of resources. And we can't even elect a fucking speaker. Hey, but hold on. I'm not shocked about that with COVID because think about it. Oh, they had practice. you, I'm no, I'm saying what well, they did. They had Ebola and everything else. They that had came practice, through there. but we had Ebola too. I know, but I'm just saying it originated kind of over there and then made its way over here. But what? But I, but I was gonna say, aside from practice, I, I just want you to think about it. If somebody black walk in your house and sneeze, you'd be like, hey, 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 <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I, did you cover your mouth? You do you have a cold? You sick? We hey, we asked that immediately. This was way before COVID. Somebody say they right. start coughing too much. We like, man, you're gonna have to go outside with that shit. Like you can't be right. sitting in my house coughing. So it doesn't surprise me that the that the nation that is populated most by Africans or darkly melanated people, let's go right. that way, uh, had the best response to to COVID. Right. The fact that we had to have in the United States to have a question, uh, a commercial that says you need to wash your hands in 20 seconds, at least 20 seconds, shows you, lets you know everything you need to know about the United States. <laughs> well, that, and that, I'm not, gonna, I, I want to say something, but I'm not because it could be. I just, we know who the main perpetrators of the no hand washing is. I've seen it on uh, numerous occasions, but I'm going to yeah. leave that alone. You talking about the no leg washers? Let's just just say, (laughs) let's just say, I would, I would, if we took a vote, that same vote in Congress about how many men wash their hands, it still would still come out two (laughs) eighteen. It'd still still be two hundred eighteen votes. I still say that. (laughs) Oh man! Yeah, yeah. I just, I. So you Man, can read you are... so you can so you can read between the lines there. But I but with that being said, this is still a very 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 inter- interesting situation to to monitor and watch. Just because one, it's like as Dandridge and uh, Free said, it hasn't happened in the last you know hundred years. It's been a long long time since it, since this has has even occurred. So I and and oh and one of the other things real quick, they were like yeah. McCarthy could he could also go across the aisle and ask some of the Democrats to support him to break the deadlock. But they were like, does anybody see the Democrats doing that? They like, do you think if Nancy Pelosi had been in the same situation that the Republicans even would have been remotely interested in trying to help out? And they were like, yeah, no, nope, probably not going to happen. Nope. 
They're like the nope. Democrats just sitting back, like giggling, like they got Literally, like right? they 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 said they basically walking into the chamber with Twizzlers and popcorn, like oh let's get this vote going again. Shit. <laughs> yeah, but here here's the thing about that though. What the Democrats don't do well is the marketing aspect of their of of their approach. Had this been happening to the Democrats? Do you know what? Because I follow both the House Judiciary Committee, the Senate Judiciary Committee, the Republic. Like I follow all of them. The Repu- they're concerted in how they communicate. If the government doesn't pass and we think we're about to have a government shutdown, the Republicans all came out uniform and was like, it's a Schumer shutdown. Like mm-hmm. the Democrats have not seized on this in any way, shape or form to try to do anything with it. Now, maybe they don't feel like they need to because voters' memories aren't that long. Why mm-hmm. I want to waste all my time and energy on something and I don't have to really do nothing again until 24? That could be mm-hmm. the disposition. But you don't hear, they're just kind of silent about it. When Republicans, it don't cost you anything to tweet or communicate and be like, look at this dysfunctional ass shit. Like, look what's <laughs> happening over here. This who y'all mm-hmm. vote for? This who y'all want running your... They can't even figure out what's going on in their house. Like, But you don't hear that from the Democrats. And some of that is just leadership, right? I think mm-hmm. they're going through a lot of leadership changes. And they've made some historical leadership. Like with Hakeem Jeffries taking over in that role, I mean, you see some changes there. But in terms of getting those messages out, they need work with that. The Democratic Party needs work with that. Well, no, I got a question for you, though. Like... Some shit shows you just let unfold, mm-hmm. and and I and, sure. and to your point, I think I think if this were if this were an election cycle, meaning the election was coming up next, I bet you we would be hearing a lot about it. But since yeah. it's not, since it's not, I think they're just like, oh, I'm gonna sit back and watch the show because now they will bring it up. I think it will be brought up later. I just don't think. They don't feel the need to bring it up now because I think they're like, this is so ridiculous that everybody can watch it for themselves. I I don't disagree with you. I think, I, again, for me, I'm still just floored that th- th- this is almost like the Megan and Harry documentary. Like they letting all the shit happen and air out on Netflix. Like, just go get your popcorn, right? And this is what the royal family has done to us. Like, you usually don't see this shit. Like, the Republicans typically are so astute that you don't see it. And that's just, I think, what's most surprising to me. I still think Megan better watch her back. But, hey, it's just me. That's just me. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, I think Harry may be safe. But Megan, on the other hand, I don't know. Just don't know, but anyway, nonetheless, you know, like I said, we'll uh, we'll continue to monitor that situation because it's I just it's just very interesting because to Dandridge's point, we have never seen them be in when I say them, the Republican Party be in disarray like this. They're usually in lockstep. Even even their far right wing members, you know, have have followed fall the, in line. Uh, follow, 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 they fall in line and they follow the blueprint. But mm-hmm. now you got about 10 or 12, well, not 10, you got 20 of them, 19, right. <laughs> that are like, hell no, nah, <laughs> we ain't following nothing. Like, this is our opportunity. But I think, you know, when you got the Marjorie Taylor Greens of the world, I, I'm actually not shocked because – She's so far right. I want to say in left field because that's the term we use, but then I'd be talking about the Democrats. But she's so far right that it's like the shit she talks about would never get through. Like she this <laughs> is her own this is her only opportunity. Did she say some shit about some aliens one time? Like she said some <laughs> she said some crazy shit. So this is her only opportunity. So she actually probably better stand firm. Yeah, Listen. Look this. Listen, we live in a country where Herschel Walker and Raphael Warnick had to go in a runoff. Right. This is Herschel Walker who got a punch car at the abortion clinic. Right. Calling himself a staunch pro-lifer. Not a punch car. 
He got a whole <laughs> punch card. Like Every, in the, I want like to know the, who. I want to like, know who the intern was that was out there finding all these women. And the crazy thing, this this how you know, fellas, just don't don't fuck with women. Just don't. Just do right and then just mind your business. Cause all these women was pulling out cards from the early nineteen nineties. Yeah. Abortion receipts from nineteen ninety two. Like, yeah. like yeah, who who on. keeps those? Why you want a reminder of that? Karen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Karen, but hey, Herschel said every Herschel, single last one of them had evidence of everything they were talking about. It's like the blue dress. It's right, I was to say it's like Bosco Lewinsky hey, kept the hey, dress. Listen. Listen, I mean, that was at least the president going Macascleja on the dress. I mean, damn, that's a little <laughs> bit different story. We talking about Herschel Walker. Uh, yeah, Herschel Walker they, made more money than the president, though. Yeah, but to them, <laughs> to these women, uh, you he know, made, he's, a home, he's a hometown hero. Hey, this listen, is, Herschel. I may uh, not get this chance again. Herschel said, though, you know, I'm just, listen, one of Herschel's most profound statements, he said, sitting in between Senator Lindsey Graham and Senator Ted Cruz, he said, I want y'all to remember, this election, this election is not about Herschel Walker. This erection is about the people. <laughs> that's exactly what he said. That's a, that's a quote verbatim. This election is not about Herschel Walker. This erection is about the people. <laughs> well, I also, think, I also think Herschel Walker has some signs of CTE. Um, you don't think? Listen, I'm no medical doctor, so I stand here before you as a common mere mortal and just mm-hmm. using my context clues to make some decisions about what I'm seeing. And I'm almost certain that when he leaves this earth and we examine that brain, it's going to be bird shit in it. Yeah, good. <laughs> 100% bird shit. Oh, you're, not a, you're not a mere mortal, though. You're actually like old mm-hmm. girl. You remember, you remember Superman? Remember yeah. you remember the remember the ones what was the hey what was their name Freeze the I never came, uh, watched the ones that came down in the black yeah, the one that, that came in the black I can't remember their name yeah Zod that's Dandridge General Zod, Zod. Them. yeah yep General Zod yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Dandridge Dandridge is General Zod's uh, <laughs> the lady that came down with General Zod and Superman yeah you you are not you are not a mere mortal that's for sure so I know nothing of what you speak of I went and saw some. I don't even know who Marvel comic movie this saw, and I was so confused. I have, uh, I have no understanding, or was it DC? I have no, I have no idea. I know, I don't know wow. the difference between Marvel and DC. Oh I don't know who, who's who. If Thor came up to me and slapped me, I wouldn't know. I have no idea who. He is. <laughs> oh my god, so, this is so, so so embarrassing. So, so well, I mean, hey. Yeah, you know it is what it is, but now with, with that being said, speaking of superheroes, on on another note, a, a lot of times um, we in the general public we consider athletes to be like superheroes or or demigods. You don't you don't think that you can see that an athlete will get hurt, and and if they do get hurt, it's something minor, and they usually come back and they keep it moving. But unfortunately, on uh. On Monday Night Football, uh, safety for the Buffalo Bills, uh, Hamlin. What's it? I'm, I'm drawing a Demar. blank. Demar. 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 I don't know why. Demar Hamlin uh, came up to make a tackle on Cincinnati Bengals. The Buffalo Bills were playing the Cincinnati Bengals, and he came up to make a tackle on Rod Higgins, the receiver for Cincinnati Bengals. Tim Higgins. T. Higgins. T. Higgins. T. Higgins. T. Higgins. Yeah. Higgins. You said yeah, Rod. Sorry. I'm like, ooh, we yeah, went to get yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I did. I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> T. Higgins. I'm sorry about that. T. Higgins and um, what looked to be a routine tackle at the time, he, he got up after making the tackle, looked like he tried to take a step, and then fell. Collapsed. Collapsed. Fell back directly. Now, once he did, uh, you know, initially people were kind of looking like, oh, what's going on? But I think everybody realized fairly quickly that it was a serious, you know, serious situation. At which point in time, the paramedics, well, the team doctors, both team doctors from both teams came out and the paramedics came out. And uh, DeMar, he was he was administered CPR for nine minutes. Uh, also, they had to use the paddles to resuscitate him and to get his heart, heartbeat back going. 
Um, and it was a really, you know, really, really, really scary, scary scene. Um, you could tell that it wasn't normal because of the way the players were reacting. You could also right. tell it wasn't normal. I mean, you know how you had players from both teams standing around crying, and that is not typical of an NFL game or just a sporting event period when an athlete gets hurt. You may see players rally around, but you, you don't see that type of – that level of emotion. So that's what led, led everybody to believe it was it was something more serious uh, than what it was. And come to find out, it was indeed he, – he, he did uh, suffer cardiac arrest. At the point in time they loaded him into the ambulance, he did have a pulse, but he wasn't breathing on his own when they, before they mm-hmm. took him to the University of Cincinnati uh, Hospital. And uh, as of today, he is he's doing better uh, from from what they said. I think his he's his breathing is now like 50 percent or 65 percent on his own. He's breathing 55, 50 percent or 65 percent on his own. Uh, he's still intubated, if, if I'm not mistaken, and still in critical condition. But his vital signs are stable. Of course, he's not out the woods yet, but hopefully, um, you know, with many prayers and everything else, hopefully he'll he'll be able to pull through. But there were a lot of different a lot of different things to talk about in regards to that scenario from a safety of the players' well being and the contracts and the, you know, things of that nature and just how it was spun too by the NFL. So and, and let me say this, uh, real quick, which is which is another interesting tidbit, and then we'll delve into some of that. To date, there has been only one NFL player to die or pass away on a football field. Mm-hmm. That happened in 1971. Yep. And the, in the old Tiger Stadium, the Detroit Lions were playing the Chicago Bears, and Chuck Hughes, a receiver for the Detroit Lions, went out went out on a pass route as a decoy, was on his way back to the huddle, and. Almost exactly the same thing, except he fell forward instead of backwards. And he also, he passed away, though. That's the only NFL player to pass away during the game. So, mm-hmm. you know, what we saw on Monday was eerily similar. Fortunately, that, you know, through the grace of God, and fortunately he, he did not. And we, you know, send our prayers and well wishes to him and his family and friends and, and Buffalo Bills and so on and so forth. And hopefully he pulls through. But anyway, let's let's talk about some of the other things that happened after that transpired. Mm-hmm. People was complaining about are the NFL going to play a game? And they took a long, long time to decide it. But actually what I've heard through the grapevine was you know, the players who decided that they weren't going to play the game. Because, you know, the NFL shit, when Mike Utley got hurt, when Reggie Brown got hurt, them motherfuckers went right back out there and played. And not just the NFL shit. Well, man, for Louisville, when Louisville cracked his leg, his, his bone popped out his foot leg in the, in the tournament. Yeah, my bas- the basketball. Basketball, yeah. They mm-hmm. went out there and played. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like, you know, it's not like that people don't play or the, 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 the power that be won't say, oh, well, let's go pack it up. I'm just glad the players have more humanity now than we used to. You know what I'm saying? Than they used to have back in the day. Well, so, I, I guess, you know, I guess, go ahead. I'm sorry, Dan. Go ahead. I, I'm not offended by, let me preface this with, I'm not an NFL apologist, but I'm not offended by the time it took for them to make a decision about, because at first the game was delayed and then they ended up canceling the game. I, I think, as you, Gerald, just described and you just heard, this was unprecedented. Mm-hmm. This is not a part of your playbook. No one has, you know, a script for what happens when you have this happening, right? right. So as as time is happening and Goodell and all, right, there's a hundred decisions to be made, but they probably weren't thinking of any of those decisions because for 15 of those minutes, it was a player on the field getting chest compressions and CPR mm-hmm. to try to save his life. Mm-hmm. So I'm not offended by the NFL pausing to make a decision and take time and say, okay, if that's what's happened, if that's what's true, I know that there's a rumor that the NFL was going to resume the game and the player said, no, we're not playing. I don't know how true that is, mm-hmm. uh, but 
watching it as a fan, mm-hmm. watching the players' response and emotion to it, watching the commentators who had to continue to report on this story live while having their own real emotions to that, which mm-hmm. and not all of them, but a good amount of them commentators. I mean, Trey Aikman, obviously, are former players. And so they have a real lived experience with that. What And all of that's happening in real time. And you have to still show up as a professional while having this very human emotion. Mm-hmm. I was okay with that. Where I was wondering about and was starting to struggle a little bit was the debate that started happening about what's going to happen next. Who's going to, how's this game going to be? rescheduled and the impact of that and your best friend Gerald Skip Bayless found himself (laughs) in a world full of hot ass water please don't Um, link me with Skip Bayless you can link me with a whole bunch of other people but not Skip Bayless Goodness. No, that's your that's your that's your brother from another mother (laughs) and and not and now you just disrespected my mama (laughs) <laughs> I said it no. I said another mother. I didn't say it was you. I said a brother from another mother. What Not you say? Mother. What you say about my mama? <laughs> I like your mama. Um, I said another mother. But what I'm suggesting to you is, so Skip puts out this tweet. It happens. In, it it happens probably as I don't even know if the, if Demar was off the field yet when he sends this tweet out. And, and the gist of the tweet is the NFL should cancel, well, well, may cancel this game, but how can they cancel the game, right? Mm-hmm. There's so many logistics to figuring out how to cancel this game with these two important teams. This will be so hard, and now all of this seems really unimportant now. Mm-hmm. And all the blue check marks went crazy, Um one football, I think he's a current football player, so that he could suck his, you know, I'm a Christian woman, so I don't say uh, those things. You are? <laughs> <laughs> and I, it made me begin to wonder and think, like what Skip said, it, it was, right, it, it, it wasn't appropriate, not at the time. Right. But I'm sure a lot of people are thinking it, and it made me start thinking about just the, the age old question about the value of black bodies on these fields. So, or so the Dandre, lack let me, let me, I'll, I'll read it for context. Just, I'm sure everybody named mama has, since you just had to talk about my mama has uh, actually seen this, but still what he said was no doubt the NFL is considering postponing the rest of this game, but how this late in the season, a game of this magnitude is crucial to the regular season outcome which suddenly seems so irrelevant. Then he also said, he it's like he doubled down, which was more of the issue too. Right. He said, I've seen so many horrific injuries suffered on football fields, yet never have I seen a reaction like this. In every other situation I witnessed or covered, the game yep. always went on fairly quickly. The attitude was, hey, that's football. For these players, this was different. Mm-hmm. It, 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 so I just want to I just want to read it to to give it context. So go ahead, just so everybody knew exactly what the tweet so was. Let me ask the question: Were either of you offended by his first tweet? I was. Well, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this. I wasn't necessarily offended. I was more so like read the room, like 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 it like tone like, deaf. It was tone deaf. It was like I know that that's probably on your mind, and the problem I hate the most is that. We as black people, oh, we got to censor ourselves, but white people have no filter, and I, I think that that was wrong in that situation. I'm like, dude, yeah, I understand that might have been your thought, but that shit don't need to be said. Just like you know, like a parent to tell us everything you think don't need to be spoken. You know what I'm well, saying? Yeah, yeah. I was offended. The reason I was offended is because he is a 71 year old columnist slash journalist, right? He he has been doing this for a number of yeah, years. years, so he right. knows. So he knows what should be said and what shouldn't be said, and exactly. what you think shouldn't be put on paper and or you know put into the Twitterverse. He knows better. So for him to go ahead and actually say it, 
to me meant he had no regard for what was actually happening and he was he right. was indeed he was indeed tone deaf and mm-hmm. to to Freeze's point and I think Dandridge you probably going to bring this up so I may be kind of jumping a little bit but the other part that like bothered me was and I, not to take it not to take it to race but I am going to take it to race if a person of color had done the exact same thing and was in the exact same position, mm-hmm. then it would have been a full-fledged fucking firestorm. I mean, yeah. this was too, but but, but it wasn't a firestorm like, in the nah. sense that it caught that it cost him his employment, right? Exactly, or that his or that his employers like came in and did something. I I want you to take this into into context. He Skip Bayless put out two tweets. Kyrie reposted a tweet right and mm-hmm. has had to go to counseling and lost his night contract couldn't play for a while i'm not trying to say that what he said or what he reposted was correct so let me clarify that i'm not like saying oh hey what he said was fine all i'm saying is kind of like lebron said during his press conference is i want to see y'all have the same energy mm-hmm. and rules and regulations when somebody that doesn't look like Kyrie does the exact same thing. And what we just saw yep. is somebody like Kyrie do the exact same thing in the sense that he said something that was very insensitive. Mm-hmm. And the backlash that he has suffered from a Dang social crap. perspective, well, no, from a social perspective has has been a lot, but from yeah. a employment perspective I mean, hasn't been any fucking thing. Nope. And he went on he went on a, uh, TV today when Santa Sharp was trying to tell him what was going on the caucasity of him. He also said, no, the power to be didn't ask me to say anything. They were, they were fine with what I said, which even makes it add insult to injury. You know what I'm saying? You and Dandridge, yeah. I mean, so y'all talked about me the last uh, session. Uh, You all have used five words that I have never heard in my damn life. Caucasity. I have. (laughs) Well, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a new millennium word or whatever. The caucasity is like, basically what it is, is, um, the audacity of white people. That's of Caucasians. Okay, yes. so we made one. I, okay. I mean, but, I, but maybe this is the gist behind. Again, the difference in what you're saying, Gerald, is we're talking about white lives and black lives, mm-hmm. and it is frowned upon as it was. I think the point Kanye West was trying to make with his White Lives Matter shirt. Whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa, whoa. We pulled whoa. Yeezy out in 2023. Whoa. Okay. Whoa, we were we were doing so well here. The show just went <laughs> off the rails. Bring it back, Dandridge. Bring it nah, back. Nah, hey, speak hey, on it, Dandridge. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, that's that's one of those that everybody can hear the We will need to edit this. Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead, Dandridge. Oh, I mean, it's clear we have hundreds and hundreds of years of evidence and precedent mm-hmm. that white lives matter. Mm-hmm. We do, right? It's it's very clear. It's the point you just made. Had Shannon Sharp tweeted the same thing about oh. Joe Burrow? Oh, man. Right? Shannon Sharp would be mm-hmm. at Chick-fil-A taking your order <laughs> right. in the drive-thru, right? So... Yep. There's there's no question about it. He well he would just have Club Shay Shay, I guess, at that point. Right. No. Hey. But, and that might be gone too. <laughs> but why did I why could I hear? Why could I hear? Welcome to Chick-fil-A. Can I take your order? <laughs> <laughs> you like you want chicken nuggets? Nuggets? Chicken sandwich. You Skip. Know, it's Skip. very interesting you have that list. You don't see media people that have speech impediments like that. So I'm really I'm like proud that he's able to, you know, pull that off with that. Yeah. No, it wasn't I wasn't trying to climb. I just could I could just hear him coming over to you know how the people walk up to your car at Chick-fil-A? Yeah. yeah. Welcome to Chick-fil-A. Can I take your order? <laughs> you, you want you want a crispy chicken sandwich. Crispy chicken sandwich. Crispy chicken sandwich, no mayo. Crispy chicken. Okay, crispy chicken. What about tomatoes? No tomatoes? What about pickles? No pickles? <laughs> but it's, I mean, it's no different. And again, I'm not a Kanye apologist. And I think he, he what he did and what he said was not okay. Mm-hmm. But Kanye had been ragging black people for years. Mm-hmm. 
and he was never called to the carpet on it, right? Nope. For mm-hmm. years, he had been talking about black women. For the last year, he was essentially cyberbullying his own wife. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and no one was like, hey, this that was it was a form of abuse. What he did to Kim was abusive. Mm-hmm. And no one was like, well, maybe we should. But he said, juke, and all hell broke loose. His net worth is now $5. He on his way to Chick-fil-A, too. You going to see yeah. him at Chick-fil-A in a Yeezy sweatshirt. No. He, he got to order off the dollar menu. He can't even go to Chick-fil-A. Yeah. 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 He got to be like, I'm going to let y'all finish first. But first, let me get that McDouble and a small fry for that $3 combo. Burger so and surprise. So I'm not suggesting in any way, shape, or form that what either of them did is right, but I do think there's value to what is said, that these are white people that have privilege and they get grace extended upon them mm-hmm. when it's not warranted. And that's mm-hmm, the privilege mm-hmm. of that's the privilege of white privilege. It's it's an unwarranted grace. That's and they the definition. Get to, they, yeah. That's the definition. They get to see the, <laughs> what the, what the intent was. And like Shannon Sharp said, hey, you know, Skip made a tweet that I was hoping he would take down. He was like, I'm not taking it down. The caucasity. Doubled down on it. <laughs> Doubled down. Yeah. I meant what I said. Yep. Yes. That's the caucasity right there. I did, I'm not taking it down. I mean, and, and then the, the fact that he interrupted Shannon Sharp, you had the whole fucking show the day before to say everything you want to say. Now that Shannon Sharp giving his reason, you want to do the caucasity and inter- like and interrupt you, him. You know what I'm saying? You like, like that? Bruh. You you like that word way too much. I love that word. Get you. Man. But wait, didn't word. they they got to it? What was it? Two three weeks ago when he yep. said that Shannon Sharp he's burning you. As, um, <laughs> Tom Brady. Brady. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he he, got, he Skip got mad and had nothing else to say to Shannon Sharp. Just like he's burning you. He's burning you. <laughs> yeah. I, I I saw another uh, show too though where they were talking about basically they were getting on the NFL because they were like for instance mm-hmm. uh, Demar Hamlin he's twenty four years old mm-hmm. this is his second year in the league to get a pension or to be vested you have yeah, to three. at least play three years three years yeah, yeah mm-hmm. three to four so uh, they were basically just saying like if for some odd reason his, his salary is not guaranteed he got a hundred and sixty thousand dollars signing bonus and i think his salary was like six hundred thousand dollars a year or seven hundred thousand i think it's 825 a year oh hey okay i'm sorry i'm sorry yep. so 825 a year so mm-hmm. but basically what they were saying was if he is un- which it appears he will be this will that will happen let me just get that straight if he's unable to play again which like i said in high, Highly likely that his career, his football career, is over. We just want him to be well and be alive. But whatever medical care that he needs from here on out, he won't have his his salary wasn't guaranteed, right? right. His contract's not guaranteed. Mm-hmm. He he doesn't have like health benefits or health care. He and so I mean he does right now, but he won't if he's no longer playing. So sure, the Buffalo Bills and NFL PA and the NFL can say, hey. Will be there for you, but there's no guarantee that they'll be there for him exactly. after this. So, you know, so somebody was saying, well, that's ridiculous. The NFL should guarantee the contracts and they yeah. should make sure that that these individuals, you know, are yes. are taken care of afterwards based on all the money that they're making. Yes. Now. I don't disagree with that, but I'm going to play devil's advocate here just because I I can. Mm-hmm. Well, the you don't side, need to play devil's advocate. You have two other co-hosts that can you know do that for you. Okay, well, <laughs> I'm saying it was the you're right. I want you to think about it like this though. The, what the NFL is basically saying now is you are. Everyone now is aware of the risk, the inherent risk that come with playing football. Mm-hmm. So if you such, if you should so choose to continue playing football, you are essentially signing off on that, almost like a police officer or a firefighter saying, "Hey, part of the job is I put my life on the line every day." Mm-hmm. And and 
now, granted, police officers say, and firefighters have different different things in place. <laughs> right. But but I, I you know, I don't I personally don't think that you you know you you've seen it for a couple of players, like, you know, Kirk Cousins got a guaranteed contract and Deshaun Watson just got guaranteed money. So you've you you've seen it. But in terms of seeing it for every player in the league, I highly doubt that happens. Like you just not because because from a business perspective, I'm not talking about from a human and a personal perspective, but from a business perspective, it doesn't make sense. No, no. I mean the 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 risk of injury because of the the dynamics of of the sport is too great. It's not gonna happen. I mean, you Correct. have every game is like, ooh, ow, okay, he's out. Like it's just not going. No one is going to put that type of risk and guarantee it in any way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. But I will say, I do think if the NFLPA doesn't seize on this moment in the next round of negotiations, they failed their one job Mm -hmm. because this is the moment to be able. This is Exhibit A. You got the whole country right. You got him strong saying. This is why we're arguing for these types of benefits at the table. This is why we're arguing for these types of um, signing bonuses or whatever the case may be. No, now, guaranteed. Guaranteed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, he may, right? And any most of the players, like even like what's his name with the Steelers? Is it Shazier? Shazier, yeah. Ryan Shazier. Yeah. Like yeah. they were able to continue because they they still will get workers' compensation, right? So that's going to cover all of their medical needs, and you have to provide that by law. But in terms of money, like everybody's not going to be a Steelers organization. The Steelers pay him mm-hmm. out the duration of his contract. Yeah. But they, but they didn't have class, to. They no, they did not have to. That's a class act. They did not have to at all, and that's what I said. Everybody's not going to be the Steelers organization. You right. don't have Rooney's and all the, the ownership ranks of the NFL. I, I don't mm-hmm. disagree with you. So I think this is the opportunity, and I hate that it happened to a young man. You know, really new in his career, but this is what the NFLPA needs to be like. Hey. This is Exhibit A, and this is what we need to be looking at is we're looking down the ranks of these football players and the possibility of the impact that's ha- happening to them on the field. Right. Especially when they're making billions of dollars. Not millions. They're making billions of dollars in this league. The t- television contracts, the uniforms, um, the jersey sales, the sale. This is the big product. So they're making enough money to guarantee these contracts. That's why I don't. That's why I don't like the fact – the owners are like, oh, we don't want to guarantee him. From a business standpoint, yes, but at the same time, if you want a good product, you got to pay your players. You know what I'm saying? Pay them if they get hurt like that. What's going to make me go out there and stick a person or just tackle? Like, that tackle was not a hard tackle. What's going to make me want to tackle this guy if I know my contract is not guaranteed? you going to soften the game. Well, well, I guess it's the hubris of it, though. And that's what what they're able to bank on is it's, it's it, not all, but a large amount of those players that are showing up in that league are hungry. Yes. And so if I can dangle, you know, a little signing bonus in front yep. of you, that's probably the most money you've ever seen in your life. Mm-hmm. Not all. Agreed. But some, Agreed. They don't have no leverage for a guaranteed contract. They ain't right. walking. They ain't walking so, out. So, right. so freeze. I still, I want you to think about it like this. To, to your point, I mean, you're right. Do they have enough money to do it? Yes. But yes. by the same token, I, I, so he came out of pit, right? This is his second year in the NFL. Mm-hmm. There's no job that he can get mm-hmm. two years out of college that's going to pay him, that's gonna no. pay him $860,000. Agree. I agree. I agree. But right? here's the thing, though. So, Let's not look at that. Uh, like You're looking at that from, like I said, from the owner's perspective. I completely understand that. But I'm looking at this from a worker's perspective. They got the money to do it. Then why it's not oh, going to oh, I, it's not going to I physically hurt any of the owners. I was like, it's not going to physically hurt any of the owners by doing this. Also, the second fact is this you and I know, G, that they find players for the dumbest shit. 
So a lot of times that $825, when he get his game check, he might get a $10,000 fine for having his socks on wrong or having on a headband that wasn't officially licensed. They get fined every week. I've seen these. You've seen them, G. You've seen them paycheck. They had the deductions because he wore a different mouth guard, because he didn't wear a sanctioned headband or sanctioned gloves. They take money no, back true. from him. It's, a, it's one, that's, NFL, that's one of the biggest still, brackets in the game. You know what I'm, I'm saying? I'm not I'm disagreeing. But I'm, yeah. I'm not disagreeing. I'm still saying, though, that even – even with them taking ten thousand dollars out of the check, or seven, yeah. like it's still it's still yeah. more money. What they're what they're going to say? Yes. Their argument is, you are still making way more money than you could make as an average citizen who was just out here who went to go get a job. Now I'm Agreed. not agreeing. I'm I'm not I'm not yeah. agreeing and saying that they shouldn't have guaranteed contracts. I'm just saying that when you cycle through, for instance. Let's say you got a 53-man roster, right? And you got right. practice squad. You got people on the practice squad. There's mm-hmm. a there's a possibility that over the course of a 17-game season, right, or 18, whatever the hell it is now, they mm-hmm. keep adding games and shit, whatever it is, <laughs> right. that, you, that you may have had 73 people on the active roster. I'm saying – in totality, right, you only right, get right. fifty three, but in totality, based on folks getting hurt and going on injured reserve, and you signing folks and bringing them back, and blah 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 blah. So that's seventy three people plus the individuals on the practice squad, who all of those individuals may not give you like in terms of like what we talking about. They may right. not even work. A, they not gonna work a full year. They might only work two games. Right, right, right. Now, mm-hmm. now you their salary is guaranteed. You still gotta pay. If if Aiden Hutchinson, I'm just using him as an example. If Aiden Hutchinson, your first round pick, mm-hmm. his signing, he got a. I'm just using this example. I'm not saying these numbers are accurate, people. He got a, let's say he got a 17 million dollar signing bonus, mm-hmm. right? He gets a 17 million dollar signing bonus, which that is all guaranteed, right? And his contract over the next five years is for. I, once again, this is not accurate. It's for 95 million dollars. And he goes out in game three of said contract and mangles his leg where he can't play again. Mm-hmm. Now you owe him $95 million for the next five years still. Okay. And he's never going to see the field again. I'm not, I'm not, I agree again, with that. I'm, I'm not agreeing. I'm not yeah, agreeing. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying that's what the owner's perspective is on it. And, and I that's understand why they that 100. The contract. If you give a person a $17 million signing bonus, I might. I'm not. I'm not concerned with them having a guaranteed contract if they got that big of a signing bonus. But for a person with a hundred sixty thousand dollars signing bonus and his contract ain't that high, you can guarantee those shits. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not trying to say, you know, not trying to say that person is better that person or anything like that. But economically, I can. I like it's like you just said. Economically, you can. Yeah, economically, you can. I know what I'm saying is economically. It makes more sense to me to guarantee this $800,000 contract than guarantee this $75 million contract. You know what but I'm we saying? Dealing with, yeah, but we're dealing with a union here. So labor-wise, yeah. as a union representative, I'm not going to let that happen. You're not going to just guarantee the $800,000 contract and not guarantee the $25 million contract. You're going to guarantee them all. I I'm know, not going to settle... Yeah, so that's... So, once again, that's where we... That's how we end up where we are, but... Needless to say, the NFL needs to do a better job of having things in place to take care of individuals who suffer catastrophic injuries like this, who may not have met the threshold in terms right. of how many years they've played and get receiving a pension and so on and so forth. And even that, you got to be 55 to get your pension. And I think that right. it was at like during $6,000 a month and now it's done going down yeah. to like $2,500 a month or something like that. So mm-hmm. they make more than enough money in this league to yes. take care of some of that stuff. And, mm-hmm. and my point is this, even if you're not going to guarantee contracts, then you need to have something else in place. Like even individuals now who have qualified for this money from a concussion perspective or, you know, the Mm -hmm. uh, CTE perspective, they Mm -hmm. still can't get the money. Like the NFL, the independent doctors that they go see are still like not certifying them. So all this, all this money that they put away in this fund that's supposed to help these individuals, they still are unable to get a hold of. And that's just, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. But you know, it's, it's, we, we've kind of, we've gone off tangent a little bit, but not a Mm -hmm. lot, but I mean, we could talk about that 
all day. That could be a whole show in amongst itself. But mm-hmm. I, I, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I just hope one that that Demar Hamlin is able to 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 pull through and yes. um, you know, just be be a healthy individual. Fuck football. Like uh, right. you know, I, I mean that as sincere as I could say it. Like it is, it's a game. Right now, don't right. get me as wrong. It's a game that has has paid him a lot, but his like his mother, for instance, his mother had him in '98. She was 16, and his dad was like 17. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he talked about because I, I, you know, I did a little research. He talked about just how it was like growing up. Like, you know, she was raising herself and raising him, and I think his mm-hmm. dad ended up going to like prison for a little bit. I mean, he's out now, but they stayed mm-hmm. together like as one family. And you don't hear about that a lot. So, you know, he he he's he does things. He's from Pittsburgh or Pennsylvania. He does things yep. in that in that in that area for like underprivileged kids and things mm-hmm. of that nature. So, you know, you 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 don't want to see anybody get hurt and like have to go through this. But, you know, you underprivileged, especially somebody that's working for underprivileged kids and things of that nature. You you, uh-huh. you know you always hope that they'll they'll be all right and that they'll they'll pull through. And yeah, and the donations went they, up. The donation went up to four million. The donation ever since he got his injury, they didn't. The people that showed up we up to four million so far. They trying to get it to ten. And he was only asked for twenty five thousand. Five. Oh, five million. Point. Oh, oh wow. Well, let's, let's let's go to the Google. Yeah, I'm like man, but yeah. I know I knew no. He was just only trying to raise like twenty five thousand, and you know it's the only outpouring of people. You know, well that's marvelous, but it's it's almost like black folks at a funeral. Right, yeah. and by that I'm saying we it wait to somebody six million tonight. Woo! Okay, so it hit six million tonight, but we wait till somebody passes away t- for yeah. us all to get together and then say, "Man, yeah. I got to do a better job of reaching out and talking to you. <laughs> I got to do a better job of making Facts. sure you all right. We got to yeah. stay in contact." And so, then that shit don't happen after you know, it's over. It's done. And then, then after, then after this, then after that moment, everybody goes away, and you yep. had a reflective moment, and you say you're gonna do shit, and then you and go right, you right back to back your to normal lives. That's right, right. Lord and knows I, know about I just that. like hopefully this is not a such such that type of scenario with my and my point being even though it, even though it was a horrific you know horrific accident like hopefully people after this will still be compassionate and caring enough to either not not just to donate to his charity because there's several other players charity. who have charities similar yes. in nature to this i mean yes. we all need to like look at those as well and try to give to those and so on and so forth but you know I'm sorry, I'm on my soapbox. Yeah, hey, you was all good, man. You was kicking, you was kicking it real, keeping it real, one hundred percent. You know, yeah, thank. You know, yeah, great point, G. You know, donate, call your strong friend. But I like that what if uh, phrase I saw. They're like, just because you call your strong friends, don't mean that you checked on them. Some of your strong friends will not say shit. You got to go over there. Sometimes go over there and force them to talk to you because that's what your strong friends do. They keep up that front. You know what I'm saying? And your real friends are going to check on you regardless, you know, and care about your well being. So don't forget that either. Um, Dan, did you got anything I'll be, you want to say? Uh-huh. Dan, Dan, I'll be right over there. I'll be right there to check on you. Give me a second. I'm not yeah. one of your strong friends. What are you talking yeah. about? Ooh. Give me one. Give me one second. <laughs> Dad, you got anything to say? Yeah. No, I'm just glad to be alive, Freeze. Uh, well, honey, well, honey, anything else you want to say, G, after you got your soapbox and kicked the reel? <laughs> yeah, that was a lot right there, for sure. Yes. I mean, you might just need to, you know, have your own little closing monologue. <laughs> I mean, that skip. was a lot. I mean, skip. Hold on, like... skip, 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 hold on, skip, skip. I tried to have my monologue, skip, <laughs> skip. And that's what I'm talking about right there, skip. It's personal, skip. Skip is personal. It's personal. You interrupted me, Skip, and that's why I, I, I freeze. I, tell the people where they can find. I, I, I'm, I'm gone. Skip, Skip. I'm not going. I'm not going to take this, Skip. <laughs> Yo, Wasn't y'all can find. They, they got to arguing. Shannon took his glasses off. He was like, "Put your glasses back <laughs> on." <laughs> yeah, that that's the carcassity. <laughs> <laughs> for real uh-huh. but anyway y'all can find us at talk that shit with three h's <laughs> at facebook twitter and instagram you can find us on our podcasting platform we usually have a, a poll 
on um, Spotify. Y'all check out. Y'all been voting on it too, so that's what's up. And uh, welcome to the new year. We back in rare form. Daddy and Gerald showing much love to each other. Such a beautiful thing. Did anybody <laughs> vote on whether or not they wanted me to start an OnlyFans? Did we put that one? Uh, uh, no. Yeah. Matter of fact, I'm putting that on the next one just because. No. That's what's going on the next one. No. You're no. wonderful. No, please don't. See y'all next week. Oh, yeah. And RIP Gangster Boo. Yeah, where them dollars at? That's what Daddy got to dance to that, Daddy. She said before your time. Where the dollars at? Where oh, them dollars you at? Do, <laughs> you all do realize if Daddy starts an OnlyFans, she will be crocheting on this. I don't think that's, I don't think that's what you want. There'll be read, where no dollars are at. There'll be no dollars at all. She going to be reading minutes from her last case. <laughs> I'm going to come out to bands to make bands. Bands to make them dance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she's going to be talking about an actual band like Southern. You and won't be, be invited to be, my only friend. She, she'll that. be dancing. Gremlin's band will be in the background. She'll be like, Bands will make you dance. Bands will make you dance. Yeah. It, ain't, it really ain't that. It like really ain't that funny. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh no, it was funny. It was funny. Don't worry, I'm out though. I ain't got nothing else to say. For sure. All right, see y'all next week. <laughs> Crazy.